Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, August 2nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Governor Mike Parson says Missouri is starting to see an uptick in vaccinations, but adds resistance to getting the COVID-19 shot is a real issue. Everyone knew in the state, the healthcare industry, that there was going to be a hesitancy of vaccination between a certain amount of the population, and we thought that was going to be around 45%. So all this is coming true. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum speaks with the governor about Missouri's COVID-19 response in just a few minutes. The St. Louis Department of Health is urging people who attended last week's county council meeting to quarantine. Acting Health Director Dr. Fred Eccles says a St. Louis resident who was at that session has tested positive for coronavirus. Hundreds of people attended the meeting to protest the county's new mask mandate. Eccles says he's worried the event could spark a wider outbreak. Because we're not able to uh, uh, identify the individual's movement um, over the course of that event, um, our recommendation, as was issued yesterday, is for everyone um, who attended the event uh, to quarantine for nine days. Our thanks to Five on Your Side for that audio. Eccles says people at the meeting should also get a coronavirus test and monitor their symptoms. About 140 detainees from the downtown St. Louis City Justice Center are being temporarily housed in pods at the medium security institution known as the Workhouse. Public safety officials transferred the detainees over the weekend following the second disturbance at the City Justice Center within a week. Acting Public Safety Director Dan Isom says the move will allow officials to more rapidly fix the locks within the City Justice Center. And we believe that this is the best option going forward for a facility that has been neglected for 20 years. Isom says about 25 detainees manipulated locks and broke out of their cells on Friday. Officials used pepper spray to regain control. Nearly three years ago, Missouri residents approved medical marijuana. Now, supporters of legalization are launching campaigns for recreational use. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, one cannabis industry leader worries the campaigns are premature. Brennan England has been weighing in as a consultant on two competing campaigns to get adult-use cannabis on the 2022 ballot. He's the executive director of the Missouri chapter of Minorities for Medical Marijuana, and he says there are some pros and cons to both groups' plans. But he says now isn't the right time because the state is still working through issues with the medical program. Once the race starts, everybody feels like they have to start running. England says any effort to legalize cannabis needs to clearly answer two questions. How have you lowered the barrier to entry in general, but also specifically for minorities? And what are you doing to get people out of jail and repair their lives? State lawmakers are also pursuing a legislative path to legalization. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. A year and a half after he was let out of prison early, ex-Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich is going back to court. As Hannah Meisel reports, the convicted politician intends to sue to regain the ability to run for office. Blagojevich says he's filing suit to challenge the constitutionality of the 2009 impeachment proceedings against him and his ban on running for state or local office in Illinois. In an interview with Chicago TV station WLS, Blagojevich says he's not necessarily thinking about running for office, but... I do feel like it's a violation of not only my right, but the right of the people 
to elect whoever they want to elect. It's a voting rights issue. Blagojevich was eight years into his 14-year sentence for corruption charges when former President Donald Trump commuted his sentence in February of 2020. Since his release, the ex-governor has dipped his toes back into politics and has even offered his thoughts on ending corruption in Illinois. I'm Hannah Meisel. The pandemic is flaring up again in Missouri, with hospitals in some parts of the state filling up with people who resisted getting the vaccine. Governor Mike Parson is addressing the challenge of increasing vaccination numbers by setting up a lottery and giving residents a dose of reality. During an interview with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum, Parson explains how his administration is responding to the Delta variant-fueled surge. Well, well, first of all, I think it's important to point out in when the vaccine came out, first came out in December and January, we knew at that time, everyone knew in the state, the healthcare industry, that there was going to be a hesitancy of vaccination between a certain amount of the population, and we thought that was going to be around 45%. So all this is coming true. I think it's also important to realize that vaccines have only been available to all general public for four months. You know, that it's have. We've never had the ability to be able to do that. So we knew we're at this point now where we were going to be this hesitancy. So that's why we did a $5 million marketing campaign in the state of Missouri, trying to encourage people to do it, trying to make vaccine where it's readily available, that we're actually people walk past it every day, no matter where you're at, no matter whether you're in rural Missouri, urban Missouri, you have the availability of vaccine, whether it's the doctor's office, whether it's the pharmacies, whether it's department stores, whether it's grocery stores, we have the ability to be able to do that. We did the incentive program here, trying to move the needle on that to trying to say, hey, does this really work or does it not? And you weren't a fan of incentive programs. You told me that, but you decided to go through with that anyways. Why did you decide to do well, that? Well, again, we're trying to move those numbers up and the Delta variant changed the game plan. And that's why I say you have to be so flexible in this to be able to move. But when that Delta uh, variant started coming up and, and we seen that the people that were at the most risk so that was a tool we had we put it out there and it worked I mean there's been very good success with that I think we've had over 250,000 people sign up you know for the for the programs that we have but more importantly we went from about 5,000 vaccines a day in the state of Missouri to probably now we're up to somewhere between 15,000 and 20,000 so it's changing the needle what have you heard the reasonings behind why people are, are hesitant to get vaccinated. I, I think people don't know who to trust, who to believe. You know, there's been so much propaganda put out there, both politically, both media-driven. And I think people are sitting out there, do they believe in this or not? It's why we've really tried to really encourage people to talk to their healthcare workers in their hometowns. Talk to your doctor, talk to a nurse you know, talk to your clergy, talk to people that's kind of in the know on this, and then make a decision. And those are the things that I think really move the needle. And just what you said, I think we all realize now in our communities, no matter where you live in Missouri, you're knowing somebody that's been affected by this, and we realize who it's affecting now. High-end leaders like you, Roy Blunt, Josh Holly are all saying, get the vaccine, I've gotten the vaccine, you know, it, it's safe, it's effective. When you go down the line to like the state legislative level, it's a little bit different. There are some legislators who are, you know, putting out this insane ideas that these vaccines have microchips in them or it's genetic engineering. I don't think that they would be saying that if their constituents weren't thinking that too. Yeah. Is there a certain point where politicians can only do so much, but when you run into that sort of conspiratorial, hard-headed thinking, 
you're going to run into a wall about getting people vaccinated. Yeah, well, well, first of all, I don't necessarily agree that I think everyone's like that. I think that's a very small minority of people that's like that. Yes. But I will say this too, Jason. I think the reality of it is we have to face the fact that there is going to be a certain segment of the population that's not going to take this vaccine for whatever reason. Some other, maybe it's Christian values. Maybe it's some other reasons they have it. Maybe women decide for some reason what they've heard or read. They don't think so. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said. When people like myself as governor, we have a leadership responsibility to encourage people what we think is the best thing to do for them for the safety of them. The one thing that we should be is the safety and health of the people of our state. For me, I believe the vaccine works. Are you going to support anything from a state government level that's going to prevent private entities from mandating the vaccine? Well, first of all, we won't mandate anything from the governor's office sure. to, to be able to do that. The private sector is the private sector. I think it's always a tough decision to do that balancing act. Do you require somebody in private business and own their own business to tell them whether they can do a mandated vaccine or not? So far, we're not going to go down that road. If that business decides they want to do that, you know, we're going to allow them to do that in this state till something changes to show us different. You know, but I would also point out it's like the healthcare industry right now. There is a shortage of healthcare workers right now. I think the last thing in the world you want is somebody that's been on the front lines for 18, 19 months that's dealt with this mm -hmm. and dealing with that, that we want to lose any healthcare workers over a mandated vaccine. So, and there is some hesitancy within them, within their organizations to be able to do that also. You can hear more of that interview at stlpr.org. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.